Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the About Last Night show. All right. This is our first remote show. I'm your host, Brad Williams. Uh, Adam Ray, What's as up? always, is here. This is a special podcast. It is, because this is our first one outside of the Lovitz. Sure. Feels good. It does. We're in the, we're in the, we're in the bowels of the comedy <laughs> store, and uh, our guest is a star on one of the best shows on television. I'm not just saying that because he's here. I love the damn show. You know him from The League. On FX, Thursdays at 10.30, he plays Kevin. I'm going to butcher his last name, but Perfect. I'm going to do my, try, I'm gonna do my oh, best. Be great. I'd love yeah. to see the Steve pet- look. Renizzisi. You got wow. it. Yeah! Don't get nervous. Maybe Just it, embrace it. Maybe, I, a, maybe a little too much on the ZZ. Yeah. 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 I, I, you were excited. That was more of excitement that you got most of it correct. Because <laughs> I, well, I thought I was going to get it right. Yeah. So I was, I was very uh, – I was, I was very excited, and it, it's very appropriate that we're talking to you today on a Sunday when uh, f- football happened. Your team is? The Giants. Oh, you guys pulled off we one did. today. We did, but we also, my theory is we stared down the barrel of what's going to be the next 10 years of RG3 just haunting us in oh, yeah, the dude. NFC East. He's re- How good is that guy? He's good. He's the real deal, man. Out of like guys who've come out of college, do you think he's... Like in the last ten years, one of those guys. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think you have two. I think you had two really special guys last year. I think you had Andrew Luck and you had RG three. And um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I probably you, you know, it it happened one and two that way. Luck one, RG three two. But I, I think if if time shows, it, it could have been reversed. Yeah, sure. Just like what, yeah, Great Odin and Kevin Durant, just like those wow. guys, Ryan right? Leaf and Peyton Manning. <laughs> Ryan Leaf, God, what is that guy doing right now? Other than I'm working not kidding at you, he coaches. He, he got to stay involved in the game. He somehow. was co- he was like a quarterbacks coach at a high school, and then he got into prescription pills, and he got arrested. Yeah, and then that was and now he's Ryan Leaf, Vicodin spokesman. I think if I remember correctly, <laughs> now this could be completely blasphemous, and I may have butchered the story. How dare you speak ill of Ryan Leaf? But I'm almost positive. Yeah, he actually rescued a cat from a tree. Trust me, one of your fans will listen and they'll fact check and then they'll start yelling at me and and tweeting at me that I was wrong and to apologize. How dare you? He works with blind kids and makes them throw their first first football. Great. Too bad he couldn't throw his first football in the NFL to someone on his own team. Absolutely. Now, do you find that because you're on a show that's about fantasy football, do you find that fans are coming up to you constantly with either their their stories, their questions? Uh, are are they relating you to your your to your character Kevin in that in that way? Yeah, because yeah. you know a lot about football, but I mean, I'm sure. Does, could Paul uh, was it Paul Shear? I remember hearing some interview that he was like, "I'm not that big of a football fan," and people. Yeah, were... I mean, Paul, Paul, and Nick, and uh, and Katie and Mark had never played fantasy football before we started doing the show. Mm-hmm. I had played in a league with my high school buddies for a couple years, and then the creators had played also. So um, when we started, we decided, you know, what best, what, what's the best way to figure out how to how to you know really get the language down. Right. So we just decided to do a league amongst ourselves. And uh, and yeah, we we've all gotten into it very very yeah quickly. It's Quick, one of, it, it's one of those addictive things. I'm in a league myself, but uh, it, it's something where 
it's only important to you. Yeah. It's sort of like <laughs> that's what you were saying before about people coming up to me with stories and stuff. Hearing fantasy football like stories is sort of like listening to other people's dreams. You're like right. after a while you're like, I I couldn't give a shit. Really, <laughs> you You mean you don't like it when some strange guy just comes up and goes, Dude, the craziest thing happened. If only I had started the Texans defense today yeah. instead of the Steelers defense, I would have won my league. Are I've you had not more entertained by the story? With drunk twenty eight year old guys <laughs> oh, God, than you right. can possibly fathom. Just well, yeah, eager well, breath breathing down my throat. <laughs> And and they come at you with questions like, uh, Victor Cruz or Brandon yeah. Marshall, what should yes. I do? I get thirty tweets in the morning on Sunday of like a fantasy <laughs> and I Jesus. just I literally write back the same thing to everyone. I give my suggestion and then I say, If I'm wrong, please don't murder my family. I don't know. <laughs> that's all I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, that's about yeah, all you, you can ask for in that there. situation. Yeah. My I tried fantasy football once last year. Like I've done fantasy basketball a couple times, but that's even too much because it's almost every night. Yeah. And the draft was fun. Uh, but when I did fantasy football, I like I, everybody in it was taking it so seriously that I, it's not that like I wasn't taking it serious. I just wanted to kind of see what would happen if I like took a kicker in the second round. Uh, <laughs> people went ape shit, yeah. um, especially, uh, and then I took, um, I think I took like a, a defense pretty quick. Is that not something you're supposed to do? No. That was maybe my, th- I went kicker no. defense. I went quarterback Kicker defense, and oh, everyone's right. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, you're messing and then, up. And then, and then to top it off, I um, I would just forget to start players, and so then I became the oh. guy that when you played me, it was like an easy win. Taco, then, you're the then, taco. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say he's the taco. But then of the every, league. but then every now and then, I would start my shit and beat somebody, and they would call me up and go, what "The fuck, man! Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. play for six weeks, and now you're gonna start." KT Tataro is who I'm referencing. And he's like. <laughs> uh, He's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, you're you're trying this he's week. He's like, I yeah. knew that I was gonna get a W this week, and like his couple of his players were injured. She so was like, thank God I'm playing Adam. He doesn't yep. fucking start anybody. Wow, and and that's what I think is so great about the show is I think just about in every fantasy football league, you can watch your show and be like, okay, so and so is this character, and like they're so that and they're so dynamic. There's of course the guy in the league that everybody hates, mm-hmm. you know, that but but everyone, he's still in the league. Yeah. Well, I guess you guys have two guys on the show like that. The Paul Shear character and then yeah, also the Andre uh, character. Yeah, Dre and uh Ruxin and then, probably. And, and Ruxin, yeah, but now this year Ruxin is now commissioner of the league. He has he has power, which is his main um love in life is how he has the authority over the rest of us. But yeah, he uh you know the people ask me is it do you have to know a lot about football to enjoy the show? And no. I really don't think you do. Not at all. We have a lot of women that come to us, and they're like, we, we love the show. Like, I don't like football, or I'm not a big fan of football, but my husband and I can sit down and watch it together. And I just tell them, I go, as long as you have friends that you hate, <laughs> you can, you'll be able to find something in the show that totally. makes you laugh. And I think, I think we all do. I think everyone, every, and not just guys, girls as well, everyone has a friend that they have no idea why they're fucking friends with that yeah, person? It's yeah. just like it's just oh, over a long period of time. It's it's happened now. You can't get rid of them. You just inherited that person. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you uh, now? Obviously, one of the perks of like being on it, of being on it. You know, <laughs> guys, isn't this much better than being in Lovitz's? <laughs> it's more real. It's it more, is. I don't know what just happened. See now, what you said. have to explain to the, your fans is that <laughs> there's an element of danger as to where we are now. Yeah, sure. Um, Give a little backstory uh, to the comment. Right now, right now we are. I mean. Anything, the love. It's I've been to that that booth before. It's really nice. It's sure. in a comedy club. Yeah. It's in a sound booth. Yep. Yeah. We are in a. When you said green room, that's a very loose term. We are in a <laughs> room, an office upstairs with, with a desk that looks like it went through the '94 earthquake. With in a San desk Francisco. that is is 
at a 45 degree <laughs> angle from parallel. <laughs> it is an air conditioner in the window, and just I mean, probably enough. And a giant poster of Tiny Tim yep. on the wall. Yeah, which... and, and we're in the middle of of open mic right now, so there's right. like 35 homeless people downstairs. <laughs> With with no will to live, <laughs> including the legendary uh, Boom Shakalaka. Yeah, which have, by the way, I've suggested to you, right? Yes, to have him on the podcast. <laughs> which he goes, that sounds kind of dangerous. I go, that sounds kind of genius. Yeah. Well, you need to have someone. Do you have anyone? I don't know what, what your relationship is with him. Can you? Would very, you be, very. It's positive. Okay, but yeah. I mean, and you would be able to talk like he would. Because he has like ADD, like yeah, he'll just right. stop. He'll take the microphone and then just leave. Probably steal it, yeah, and then go <laughs> sell it, and then to... he'll probably try to sell it to me the next week. Did you ever hear mic. the story about when he stole? Well, he 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 doesn't. He didn't steal. He found David Taylor's iPod. Yes, and then tried to sell it back to David Taylor. Yep. <laughs> you want you want to you want to buy an iPod? <laughs> and David Taylor's like, yes, I would like to purchase an iPod. <laughs> Perhaps the one you stole out of my car. We are talking about a uh, actual man named Boom Shakalaka who is a Boone. Boone, yeah, Boone Shakalaka. Yeah. Okay, Boone, Boone Shakalaka. Yeah. Who's an actual open micer in LA. Probably doing open mic nights for what? Would you say 20 many, years? Many years, yeah. I've been here 11 years and he's, he's a gay black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um a lot of lot of energy, a lot of and a, a, almost asexual though besides. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Great big smile. Uh his jokes consist of I'll give you an example. Um what's 12 inches in white? Not a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, always a good joke. Jo- he's, Boone is almost like the Fraser Smith to me of uh, homeless people, of homeless black comedians. <laughs> yeah, because I, any dime of day, I could see him on stage. I saw yeah. him at the Haha once. I don't know how he got out there, um, but he went up, and I sat in the back, and I just I had the biggest smile on my face, and I enjoyed every moment of it. And he he did crowd work, and he just even. He's just, I don't know, man. I wouldn't say he's a comics comic. He sells things that he gets or gets. I don't know. That's a <laughs> he loose term. Obtains. obtains from various thrift stores. From people like when their backs stores. turned. Yes. And then he sells them back. So he'll come over. You, you like books? And he'll have like all these books. <laughs> Which is there, a great right? opening line. And I'll be like, well, you know, I'm not. No, I'm not interested in it. I'll look through the books. And he'll be like, what kind of book do you like? I'm like, I like, um, give me uh, like Howard Stern's Private Parts. Okay. Six months later, I'm at an ATM machine at Fairfax and Crescent Heights. No, Crescent Heights and Melrose. Right. And all of a sudden, out of the side, oh, I found your book. And he just pops out with Howard Stern's private parts. And you had to buy it. In the hard copy. hard, Yeah, hard cover. Wow. The whole thing. That's unbelievable. All the pages were there. And you had to buy it at that point because you essentially asked for it. I said, how much, Boone? He goes, give me, give me $2. I was like, all right, <laughs> give me I'll, give you, I'll give you $4. He went Boone. on the great oh, – oh. Give me five dollars. I'm like, no, I'm gonna give you four dollars. Can you imagine the journey he went on to get that book? And then at the end of the day, just I mean, a couple bucks. That's all I want. That's I it. want the fact that you told me you wanted it, and that you're actually gonna yeah. follow through and buy it from me. He's like human Amazon. <laughs> but sometimes he'll be like, you know, you like books, and you're like, uh, definitely. He'll be like, well, you want to buy some of these oil paintings? And you're like, all <laughs> yeah, right, well, that's yeah, strange shirts and hats. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, you're you're right now, Steve. Kind of you're. Living the dream. You're on a hit. You're on a hit show. You get to go to work with your friends. Mostly, yeah. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them. No, I am. <laughs> and that's what I want to. That's what I want to ask too. Is like how many now like uh, big athletes have you met because of the show? Because obviously with the popularity, like right. I mean, there's I'm sure. Yeah. Last week, last week, or a week and a half ago was the premiere, mm-hmm. and uh, we do a premiere um, screening and then a party with the Always Sunny guys. Awesome. Oh, cool. And their show and their crew and all that. And it's been four years now we've been doing it, and we always have a good time. But now, since the network has acquired so many other things, more mm-hmm. and more people are showing up at these events. So now that the network has uh, – FX has um, the 
Ultimate Fighter. Right. So like last week at the premiere, John Jones was there. Nice. And Cerrone and those awesome. guys. And like just to be around and hang out, get to hang out with like those guys. It's incredible. Yeah. Like after the party, I went next door with John Bones Jones and we went to some jazz club and watched Rumor Willis sing jazz. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's one the, of those only in Hollywood deadliest, stories. Deadliest human in the world. <laughs> and I watching Rumor Willis sing jazz. <laughs> Now, when you're yeah. sitting now, when you're sitting next to a John Bones Jones, isn't there a small part of you that's like, I hope someone tries to fuck with um, me right now? It's it's a crazy <laughs> feeling because Cerrone was there too, yeah. right? And it's just like knowing that you have like three or four guys who, if it all went down, would just clear the room <laughs> out. I've got I've got a Dallas Cowboys story. Uh, I was I was did a club in Fort Worth, Texas called uh, Hyenas, and when the show was done. Uh, I'm signing, doing pictures and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, this dude comes up behind me, picks me up, which I fucking hate. That's yeah. like my thing. I don't like being picked up. So as, as soon as this dude picks me up, I turn around and just immediately punch him in the face. Because I, <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen. My watch clips his forehead. Forehead starts bleeding. It's DeMarcus Ware. Oh, my God. DeMarcus Ware, who is one of the most fierce yeah, <laughs> guys on the Cowboys. Moments. Ridiculously large intimidating black man has picked me up like reenacting Lion King like <laughs> ah, the vein, yeah. like yeah exactly and I and I and I hit him in the face he starts bleeding and he then puts me down and then everyone else there knows exactly who he is so they're all yeah. quiet as hell because I just punched their hero in the face yeah there's some sort of urban legend too if a midget slices your forehead Oh yeah, like you, you can't sleep for a week or something. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. So you know they know their season's fucked now. <laughs> yeah, it's over. And then Demarcus Ware puts me down and just goes while he's bleeding. Goes, I am so sorry. I'm like, you goddamn right, you're oh sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> you cut his forehead. I cut his forehead with my watch because I can't throw a punch. <laughs> Jesus. So the, yeah, now I'm probably get tweets he just from wiping him. the blood away like a man. Oh, like, he's like he I did- would have cr- cried. <laughs> Can someone? <laughs> can he, he he didn't even notice he's bleeding. That's just that's just another thing for him. That's yeah. breathing to him. Yeah. Look at my phone for my dermatologist. <laughs> can you look up Doctor Schwartzman? <laughs> is this is it's gonna need staples or yeah. some plastic surgery? No, he doesn't give a shit. But uh, that's crazy. He 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 was really cool and uh, really nice about it. Even though I punched him in the face. We've had great players on the show. Terrell Suggs has been on twice now. Nice. Is there anybody that you want? I mean, who like because uh, your Giants are your team, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, well, so. I would really if we if I my number one would be Peyton to be on the show. For I think real? Peyton's funny. <clears throat> I think Peyton. He's he always one of the best athletes to host SNL. I bought yes. stuff just because Peyton sold it. I'm like, oh, he sold it. I bought. So you have a Buick. A you TV. have you have Papa John's. I don't buy Papa John's. <laughs> Peyton Manning does Papa John's. Yeah, yeah, he does Papa John's. He does everything. What's wrong? I thought it was just always just Papa John's or Papa John. Yeah, no, but Papa John's also, I think, a mild racist and uh, supports. <laughs> um, he does always uh, come ultra, off ultra a little right wing. Totally. Yeah. Oh, he does. I had yeah. no idea. You haven't seen him in the commercials. No. He's always got that shitty ingredient. It's like I'm um, Papa. D-. Yeah. I almost feel like he wants to. He's selling like the new mushroom sausage pizza, but he kind of maybe just wants to go. You know, usually I talk about the new pizza we got, but I'd like to actually talk about why there's too many blacks in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Like you feel like that's maybe. He's got an agenda. He but does. He's got garlic butter sauce. I would think that that would apply purely to black people. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they like now. What, who likes what? I like everything. That's who likes why. What? I don't know who likes what. Yo, oh, that's a great show. I who eat likes Indian what? food. I I never would have. I thought in my life five years ago I would have. I love Indian food now. You just tried it? I just tried it. 
How long there ago? You go. Like three years ago. Jesus. Now I love it. <laughs> it's great. What, yeah, what I never had sushi to? before I moved here. I never. Well, yeah, me neither. I'm and from the East Coast. We don't really. We <clears throat> never. I. I mean, not. Sushi's not was, a New York thing. Well, not ri- not not where <laughs> I grew up. No. And, was, and you grew up in Seattle, Adam. Yeah. You didn't have sushi up there? Well, I mean, I was just, seafood was everywhere, and I yeah. didn't really get into it until I left. Because I think it was just too much. Same, I mean, same thing with coffee, you know? I just, it was around you so much that you were just like, all right. I don't, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Wow. I'm not, this is a, I'm not a fan of, uh, of hot liquids. I'm not. <laughs> I'm fill in the blank. Sure. Right. Sure. Easy job. Uh, no, how do you? Because here's why. When I was working at Universal Studios, which is my first job out here in mm-hmm. college, and I was a tour guy on the back lot tour. And he's, you do, you he's, know, he's real successful. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And you had to do, you know, four or five hour long shows a day, and so much movie facts. Plenty that I made up because there was a lot of Japanese tourists that I could be like, hey, those bushes were in bushes one and yep. bushes two. Attack of the bushes. <laughs> you might remember that scene when Al Pacino was like, oh, that's a lot of bushes. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Memory that's not real. Yep. Uh, now, I would go in sometimes 9 a.m. to give these tours. And I was in college. And I was living in my frat during that summer. And I would get really high or drunk uh, the nights before and go in. And I was like, man, how am I going to give these tours? Uh, and I didn't drink coffee. And there was no Red Bull this one day. So finally, I drank coffee. Uh, to wake up, and that was like the start of it. Because up until that point, the taste, I hated it. Now, um, now it's over. Now, now, now you've been late to gigs because you couldn't have coffee. The, uh, <laughs> I, um, I had, I drank a frappuccino one time, and I, I thought, it. well, I almost crapped my pants. I think the first they should <laughs> well, give it. That if you never have coffee in your life. When the first, first time it. you have it, as an adult, another adult should be like, hey, by the way, you know you're going to shit profusely, right, when you have this <laughs> You know you have no gonna, control over when, Yeah, like, you're going to be like, right? oh, I think I have to. Oh, I've already. Oh, it's, it's out. It's all. It's all. More's coming out. And there <laughs> it is. It's think all out. About the fact you're like, is- oh, I have to. Oh, it's out. <laughs> that's how badly I crapped the first Frappuccino I ever drank. And that's probably a big deterrent to why you didn't drink coffee ever yeah, again. Yeah, I was like, ah, I'm good. You shit your pants one time. You're like. Not really yeah. a fan of this. It's really powerful stuff. I understand why people, and it really gives you a lot of energy. So you just try to get uh, a decent amount of sleep. I just wake up <laughs> and trust that you'll have the energy. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I or go, maybe you, I drink you orange just... juice. Does it, anyone drink orange? I drink like a half a glass <laughs> of orange seven? juice. Well, Is that really? I'm like a 68 year old. <laughs> Dad on a sitcom in the fifties. You know what was weird though? You said you drink orange juice as if it was like something we need to kind of announce. Like as if I'm Eartha, still... get me a glass of orange juice. <laughs> no pulp, please. Well, because I was gonna say like like you have a kid, two kids now. We have I have two kids. You just yeah. had a new one. You have two children. Mm-hmm. So you, and and you're not a coffee drinker. And some parents are listening right now. Going, my wife oh, the can't function without I was just a say. cup of coffee. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, so that's I'll, why she, I, she does all the work. <laughs> I wake up when I need to wake up. That's how daddy stays rested. <sighs> good, no, no, good, no. That's good not, comedian husband. I'm up. No, you're a great dad. I get up. This is crazy. The, the woman on the show that plays my wife, Katie mm-hmm. Azelton, is married in real life to the guy that plays Pete, Mark Duplass. Oh, wow. So, yes. So they have a, a daughter that's right around my older son's age mm-hmm. and then uh we had uh our second kids in may this year one week apart uh, wow yeah our re- so I, I, we had my wife and i had our baby and they had their second baby so and also our creators had a baby in the off season so <laughs> we just had a lot of baby things happening you have that like, we you you have like your own version of the bizarro steve family yeah going, so that's my on. and that which makes why the show i think works is that our interaction katie and i comes from a place that we i mean we know who these people are we know how to argue with significant <laughs> others and how to sure. make it real like we just say what we would say to our 
now, or husbands or wives. You guys get to improvise. Uh, yeah, a lot. That's so awesome, right? That's yeah, I mean, the show is not, it's not completely improvised. There's a very detailed structure yeah. and outline, but there's no um, really lines in an order in yeah. that kind of type of script format. It's more of a free form. You guys do a lot of times where you're just like all sitting at the bar insulting each other. And yeah. I, and as a comic, I look at that going, I I hope that they're improvising. Ideal those. situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool phrases that are written into the outlines, but then there's some things that we just come up with or tangents we go off of from stuff that happens in the middle of the scene that makes it, you know, make it makes it seem as I think as a as a, a viewer, you're like, oh, that's very organic the way they talk to totally. each other. I talk to my friends like that. They, you know, I understand how what the relationship yeah, is yeah. now. Don't you find too that when you're able to improvise, it, it allows you to kind of flesh out more and fig- hone in more on your character and like just you can come up with things. Um, in a conversation that you may be, oh, I guess, I yes, guess my guy no, also. because sometimes you're in your as a comedian, in your initial, mode. yeah, your initial yeah. thing is to go to joke mode, okay. mm-hmm. which is good and bad. It's good on our show because every we have so many co- great comedians on the show that will come up with jokes and we'll figure out, hey, me, that might not necessarily be good for me, but this is something Perfect that I you. think might, yeah, and then yeah. you know we just kind of lob them back and forth to each other. Totally, that's great. And yeah. one thing I one thing I love about it is, and I'm sure we've all, I'm sure as comics we've all encountered this in the business where you have you have comedians and you have executives that were, were never funny a day in their lives coming up to them saying you know what I think would be funny is if you did that yeah. and it seems like in your guys show you have four very funny comedians and more uh, funny comedic actors and you guys are doing it mm-hmm. they're kind of they're yeah they got they gave you the outline they kind of give you the sign post to hit but they're allowing you. Yeah, to we don't make have any network problems or notes or anything like that. Oh, they let us great. go. Where we God. just hand in a DVD. And that's why the show is great, don't you? I, I when I hear these stories of like uh, a show that didn't make it or or it got pulled too early, it's because I feel like it's always higher ups that are coming in trying to FX justify is great their because, job. Yeah, that's what I mean. What they do is they go, "We are good at. We own a, a television format. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some creative people that we think are." good at finding talent and, then and they developing them. It. And then once they do that, they yeah. kind of leave you alone. They go, all right, now you do your job. We'll do our job of marketing it, marketing it a well-made show mm-hmm. um, for not a lot of money. I mean, we don't shoot a, a lot of the shows on FX don't, don't cost a lot, especially the comedies, don't cost a lot of money to make. We right. make them for semi, for pretty cheap, but that's the reason they can, we get that power if they leave us alone. Because right. it's not a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money for them to risk if you hear the number, but in the grand scheme of what these guys are willing to take risks on, what we make our show for is not is it's a big bonus for them. Is it higher than fifty dollars? <laughs> it's a little bit higher than fifty bucks, <laughs> and you get cra- you get free food. We get free food. Woo-hoo! Do you get yeah. handy snacks? We get uh, we have a pretty good craft service table. Right. It's a yes or no question, Steve. You get <laughs> I try to stay away from it. I could easily gain eight pounds, ten pounds in a week if sure. I just roam past that craft service table oh, like a dinosaur. Some of them are unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, for those uh, who are listening who are not in show business, craft service is just this table of food that it's they will have out. at every uh, show, every taping, every live performance. And it's mostly they it's get, supposed to be for the hardworking crew that's right. moving big things around, no, and lighting it's and the climbing. actors who are looking it's to kill time. Yeah, and down a fruit by the foot. <laughs> going, I'm a comic. I'm never gonna have to be good looking. Where are the yo-yos? <laughs> 
Give me the those delicious yodels. What's that? Cheeseburger washed down by Yoohoo? Check, oh, please. chicken fingers at 11 a.m.? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sounds great. And then they'll have, like, a, a, a chef oftentimes oh. and that, that's just cooking stuff up. Yeah, right. he's like, what do you want? Uh, what do you want, a donut and a pizza and an ice cream and a Pop-Tart? You're like, I mean, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. What time is it? Oh, it's 4 in the afternoon. Yeah, perfect. Uh, we both worked at the comedy store. We both uh, worked on Punked. We both have a killer jump shot. That's we, right. And we both lost our virginity to Susu Studio. Now, I'd like to start with the second one. <laughs> I, I'd like to start with the well, second I'm one. I'm feeling there. like the outcast in the group. Susu <laughs> uh, Studio? Susu? Wait, I thought Susu. Susu. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I lost my virginity to In the Air tonight, so I'm just feeling like the outcast. Of course. Did you really? <laughs> Everyone on this podcast right, has and lost their virginity to I came Collins, right at the drum solo. Oh the dun, 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 what a glorious oh my God. climax. Can't beat it. Jesus. Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal? <laughs> what donut shop did you bang Crystal at? Speaking oh. of Dixie Chicks, I was driving past the Hollywood Bowl last night, and the Brad Paisley concert was getting let out. Oh, oh yeah. Drove oh, by my God. Some of the ladies. Woo. Yeah, they love Brad Paisley. They why do they love him so much? Is he like a hot thing? He's a de- yeah. I mean, I think he's a good-looking dude. There were tens galore walking wow. down the street in like Daisy Dukes. Oh God, all dressed in the country attire. Yeah, they loved it. The hats, the the boots, the um, the jean shorts. Beautiful. I was stuck in traffic, but that that just made best it traffic work. jam of your life. Yeah, just prancing down. Fuck. Highland. There's a handful of artists. We're back up. There, there's oh, a, there's a handful of artists. That attract just the hottest women on the planet. Country. Dave Matthews as well. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to a Dave Matthews concert in probably 12 years, but it was quality back then. Yeah, still quality. You were talking about the Hollywood Bowl. The last concert I was there at was... Uh, the Wiggles. Uh, and that was a uh, good yes. show. Wiggles, it was great. <laughs> and uh, it's fantastic. Got get backstage. I got backstage. Finally. Not going to tell you how I got there, but okay. just let's say I earned that pass. Uh, <laughs> but I went to Motley Crue, and mm-hmm. incredible show... But the talent in the audience was not nothing like Brad. Yeah, who's Paisley. going to a Motley Crue show? Uh, people that saw Motley Crue back in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> that show would be great if you guys all got there and then got into a DeLorean and went eighty eight <laughs> miles an hour back to nineteen eighty five. That show would be off. I the mean, hook. I saw I saw Clapton at the Bowl, and that had better talent than Mo- than. I feel like Motley that's going to be a great show. Clapton. I've never seen a show at the Hollywood Bowl. Jesus, oh. never. What, have you seen? I've been to the Greek. Great. Okay, Bowl's better. Greek's yeah. great. Yeah, Mumford they... and Sons is at the bowl in a couple of weeks. Are they really? Yeah. There they you go. I sure want to go, go see one, I think. With, uh, the, that'll, that'll probably get some hot ladies, too, because definitely women yeah. love the banjo. Women love banjo. <laughs> and that guy's married to Carrie Mulligan now. Really? The lead singer, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. John Mayer's dating Katy Perry. I know. I need a fucking guitar <laughs> or <laughs> something. Guy, and yeah. I saw, I, I was literally reading this uh, article because somebody left the magazine at the gym. Um, why, I'm not buying us weekly, so I just want to say that here right now. <laughs> and here's why. Let me just say this real quick, because um, I don't like to support some of the uh, bullshit that gets put out there. Because sometimes, because I feel like there's so much that the line is blurred between what's real and what's not, that I'll literally be standing in line at the grocery store and see a, a picture of Oprah on, like, Inquirer making a really unattractive face. And the headline says, like, uh, Oprah hospitalized after giving birth to 8,000-pound pig baby. And... Obviously, I'm like, well, that's bullshit. But a little piece of me goes, oh, I hope she's okay. Yeah, <laughs> because because there's just so much of it. You're like, oh, I guess I guess yep. it's true. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I read that article, and she goes, Katy Perry goes, I want to change him. I'm playing hard to get. 
She's like, I, he's, I don't, you know, he's up to his old. Like, oh, pobrecito. You know, she's like, so I, so I called him and I didn't call him back for a few days and like, and, you know, fucking whatever, dude. He what she doesn't realize is when she's not calling him back for three days, he's banging like, <laughs> yeah, you think twenty cares? other girls on an assembly line. Maybe. Yeah, I would, I, I would hope so. I hope John Mayer's banging that that many chicks. And this concludes the part of the podcast we like to call "Who's John Mayer?" Fucking <laughs> Steve. Thanks I knew for we had by. a segment, guys. I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, we well, t- if you listen to the podcast, you would I talk about it every I, week. I, I we always, yes, I didn't realize we had the John It's Mayer. usually called, What's John Mayer's Dick Been Up To? <laughs> what's, what's, how's John Mayer's dick smell this week? Exactly. <laughs> what celebrity does it smell this like? This week, it smells like a firework. Let me get back to you. Katy Perry uh, reference. Nicely Woo-hoo! done. Now, when you came out here in um, uh, 2000? 2001. Isn't there some crazy story with you coming out right after 9-11? Yeah, I moved out after 9-11. I was going to move out anyway, but I moved out after. And my wife and I moved out in November. Um, and it just, we were, we were in, like, we were, we were in the process of moving anyway. So this just happened to be, we both got unemployment for a very, very long time, which was nice. It made things easier to get out here. And we got laid off from work, so it made life when we got here a little bit easier. But we had, like <laughs> we had, like you said before, uh, shitty jobs. What were you doing? Where I worked here. I would work no, here. No, no, I mean in New York. Oh, New York. I was just doing, like, account management and stuff like that. Like, wow. just being so, able to wait, talk so to people. So acting in comedy wasn't even... No, I did. I you went to I, theater I, school. I went to school for theater. Um, Me too. How'd that work out? It's good, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... You had to... I mean... It kept you in it, four it years of that. A, it gave me yeah. experience that I didn't have before. Totally. Of actually just getting on stage and seeing if I enjoyed or was good at it. Yep. So you didn't do plays as a kid before that? Not really. I did okay. like three in high school. And then... Um, and then did after- you quit put, uh, football to play Danny Zuko in Greece? No. Oh, no, that was me. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. But guess what? That's Wait, when I realized... on purpose? Like because you were like, it's either one or the other? I was... Basketball like always been my glee? sport. Yep. Wow. Somebody else just told me. They were like, oh, like Glee. Because I'm nursing the show. Or they I don't go, know. I just know there's a football guy. I'm sure yeah. he, at some point he quit something. Of course. Something no, no. I was always <laughs> I was playing football. I got like, pretty big, and I was lifting a lot, and I uh, whatever. And Easy guy. All right. Relax. <laughs> you know what? When I go back and watch the tape, when I go back and watch the tape, I see the Which potential. I'm sure you do every Friday oh, before you cry and <laughs> exit your house. Look to at house the stadium. That, that could have been me. Right. Try to make strangers laugh. <laughs> Hey man, it's gonna be okay. Oh, <laughs> oh so wait, I never, so, I never wanted to play football professionally. But like, and so, but I was playing because all my buddies were playing, and the coach was like, "Hey, the offensive line uh, guy who's a you know senior is injured. You're gonna start varsity as a sophomore." And I was like, "Oh, cool. I don't really give a shit. I'm just playing. It's fun." And then the guy who did the uh, plays uh, was like, "Hey, we're gonna do Greece in the fall, um, and uh, I think you sh- you know you should audition because I think you'd be a great you know Danny Zuko." And the plays were a big deal in our community, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I, that seems like more fun." So I went to the uh, office, the coach, and told him, and I go, hey, and I try to make a joke out of it. I go, I don't think I'm going to be able to play this year because uh, there's a week after he told me I'm going to start varsity. I go, I, uh, I, I can't memorize the playbook because uh, yeah, I try to memorize the lines to Grease Lightning. And he just stares at me and goes, get the fuck out of here. And wow. I go, cool, wow. thanks, coach. All and, right. Uh, and then he came with his kids on the last day. And then he coached basketball, and he would give me shit all season being like, sorry, I don't have a script for this play, Adam Ray, you <laughs> no, fucking <really>? idiot. <laughs> hey, Zuko. You fucking oh yeah, uh, I yeah I quit sports as well to do drama in high school. I was on the uh, I was I, I was on the wrestling team. Wow. Yeah, and then well, I, now what did you what play did you yeah. quit it for? Because that's the I, something. There's this is going to sound so drama nerdy. I, it was something called Commedia dell'arte, and which wow. is some Italian thing. And I played a character named Arlecchino. 
Was it is a drama? Yeah. Or was it a comedy? What's that? Was it was the play a drama oh, or a uh, comedy? Comedy. Com- com- Comedia dell'arte. Yeah. Comedia dell'arte. Oh. Comedy of the arts. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I didn't He's in the moment, like, man. Yeah. I, hey, man. They gave me a script. I read it. <laughs> no, but one time I went on an audition for a pilot in out here, and I pilot season is crazy because you have to go on so many a day and yeah. it just becomes nuts. Sure. You get so many scripts. So my agency sent me the script. I didn't have really time to look at it. And I went to the audition and I, I did it. And before I got in, the, the casting director has been, oh, oh yes, NBC asked for you specifically. Um, they, you know, they're, they're interested in seeing you on this. So I was like, all right, great. So I read it. And at the, I could see her as I'm reading it, like craning her neck from behind the camera. Like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> You're so then she was done. Shit. When I was done, she was like, um, do you, do you want to try that again? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's I always so. a good like, sign. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I didn't really see many jokes in it. It really doesn't read very funny at all. She's like, I thought it was a half-hour sitcom. It was an hour drama. Oh, my <laughs> God. They had given me the, like, the wrong cover sheet, so I, didn't re- I just had the sides. I, yeah. didn't, I thought it, was, it said half-hour sitcom, NBC, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and I was just re- – so it was like, she killed three girls. What? Who gives a <laughs> shit? Like that, I was reading it like that, and it, I was way <laughs> off the mark. Yeah, you were the talk of that office for at least a month. Yeah, but I didn't know. I showed her the sheet. Sure. She's like, oh, yeah, you have to – you can't – got to make some changes You can't put this on tape. You've got to <laughs> come back when you're ready. God. Well, yeah. it's, nice, it's nice they at least let you do that. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Okay, so so then, um, all right, so you, you, theater school, and then that got you enough experience to go, all right, I think I want to kind of do this. Well, I was in New York, and uh, and I went to see, um, and this is going to sound like a dick, but I went to see Jay Moore at Caroline's, because I was a big fan of Opie and Anthony, <laughs> yeah. and he yeah. was on all the time. So I went to see Jay Moore at Caroline's, and I was like, oh, I, I like that. I think that that's something I would be interested in trying. And because I always, you know, I, I enjoyed doing comedies in college. And then I, uh, my wife signed me up for an open mic and didn't tell me. She was my girlfriend at the time. Signed right. me up for an open mic, didn't tell me, went, went on stage, did three minutes, don't really remember it, didn't remember it going fine. Did you prepare at all? Or did A you little just go? bit. I had always, you know, you, you, like when you realize you think you might want to do comedy, I mm-hmm. think you just carry around like in your wallet like three minutes of material. You're like, yeah. in case at any point I have to actually right. do this because <laughs> I've said I want to do it so many times, I have to have it ready to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did that, and then the guy was like, uh, that was okay. Do you want to ride six minutes uh, in like two weeks? And I was like, oh, uh, well, you know, I'm like, I don't really have any more. Like, just do that again and just make it you know, I didn't know you could do the same material again. I had no idea. I, oh, I wasn't yeah. a big fan yeah, of, like, rules. stand-up growing up. Right. But I, so, I was no, there was no comedian that you were like, oh, that. Mm, I, I mean, I remember watching Cosby himself when I was a kid with my parents and but laughing. It didn't, all right, but it didn't hit But it wasn't, with. like, a thing where I was, like, an, a, a student of it growing right. up. Um, and uh, so I had done comedy probably about 50 times in my life before I moved here. Um, and that's why I kind of consider getting my job here at the comedy store like my beginning totally at stand that's exactly how i did it because i even when i got here my first open mic i signed up which is crazy because it's on the same night it's sunday night i signed up and this guy ari shafir was the host and i did three minutes in front of nobody right not one human being yeah that wasn't yeah you know people people not from la think like oh you just go up on stage and there's packed houses no you do you do open mic nights in front of other comics, maybe. Yeah. It's, uh, in front uh, of so no one. Homeless people or just, yeah, no one. And then uh, and then Ari ripped me. 
<laughs> just <laughs> tore me apart for about a minute and then brought the next loser on. And how many um, times have you done it before that? So you, you just thought that pro- I thought I, and this material had worked because basically every time in New York I'd brought like 10 people and I was like, "Oh, this is going to also work always." Cuz sure. yeah, cuz they were <laughs> yeah. cuz your supportive your friends, friends when they come yeah. to the bringer shows, they'll give you I mean, they're still not going to laugh. There's a benefit of the doubt though yeah. that they yeah. they give you a little leeway. They'll still be somewhat fair if you're like I mean, if you're like super yeah. dirty, you're talking about something that's really personal and they mm-hmm. know you and you're like, Oh wow, you've never talked about anal sex in our in our like conversations as friends, but now you're doing it on stage yeah. and we're still here and it's like, you know It uh it yeah, and then Ari <laughs> rips me. What did he say to you? Do you remember? Oh, he was I think I did like a, a bit about the gym and yeah. and showering at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, which everybody does. When Yo, first, I for sure did one of those because you're in New York. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, you were professional. You worked, and you, sometimes you can get your gym in the lunch, and then you would shower at the gym. It was a, you know, it was a thing in the. It is a thing in New York. Here, it's mm-hmm. not a thing because no one has any work to actually go back to. <laughs> so when they go to the gym, that's their that's work their day, and then yeah. they go home <laughs> right. and shower. So Ari says, "It's like, no, uh, by the way, nobody, nobody ever showers at the gym anymore. Okay, <laughs> so you you live here now. So understand that not, that joke's not going to work anymore." That's actually a really good Ari Shapiro. Yeah. Great Ari Shapiro. I've never heard an Ari Shapiro. That's a yeah. Wow. I've, I've been with, been I've been with Ari for years. Uh, no, I've been friends with Ari for. He was my first one of my first friends here. Yeah. Wow. Especially at the comedy store. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. Um, but yeah, he ripped me, and then I when I got the job here is when I really you know every Tuesday or Sunday Monday, sometimes Tuesday they had open mic, and then uh, and it was just I would take three minutes apart every week and just keep going at it and at it and at it. Then I was like, oh, I material stinks, so I just started doing crowd work. I'm like, I have to learn how to talk to people. So I just did a whole month of and crowd that's work. That's what Tommy harps on, right? Is, trying to, is, is what they are for Tommy, the to, manager of the yeah, comedy store. To connect with the audience. And you feel like through that, you start to maybe hone in on your voice a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just trying to, to figure your... out what I thought was funny or the way, I, the way my mind worked, you know? So that... how, many, how many Sunday and Mondays did you go to before you started maybe getting like, better spots that were? Oof. Years. <laughs> right? Wow. Years. Yeah, years. You Starting out here time. is, I mean, really difficult. Yeah. When you, I mean, yeah. I did the same thing where I did maybe five open mics in Seattle, moved on here to go to uh, college in 2001, didn't do it again until 2007, and then it was bringer shows here twice a month, mm-hmm. and then for almost maybe probably the first two years, and then I was like, wow, I probably need to do this more to get better. Yeah. And I think I was always scared because I knew what it took, the commitment level, and I was in a relationship, and I was like... I don't want to be giving up every night to do this. And then yeah. finally I was like, all right, well, I, I guess I'm going to. And then start other things out of my life had to be, you know, had to start cutting out. And, that uh, and it's not that hard to be the funniest guy in Des Moines. Like yeah. when, you're the, when, when you're trying to be the funniest guy <clears throat> totally. in L.A., you have all this sort of competition. Uh, now, were you going out on auditions constantly? Or commercials. Were, commercials. commercials um, well, that was 2001 I got the job here. Mm-hmm. And then 2003 I got punked. Which kind of opened a couple doors. Totally. Wow, yeah. that's that's like two years in. That's yeah. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty great. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, that was a good job. It just it w- wasn't as much recognition as it just was. Um, you that's had some something to show too, right? people. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they were like, what, "What has he been on? You know, like cast. What, what has he been on? Punk. Yeah. Uh, like, I've heard of that. Okay, let's bring him in. Yeah, because just up let until me get that, in the door. Totally. Sure. And then I was able to go on pilot auditions from there. Um, it really then, does help to have like a little bit of uh, uh, buzz and some sort of credit because like yeah when I graduated SC I'd go into a room and they were like oh so what have you done I was like well I did this play called Vinegar Tom last spring <laughs> yeah like oh, who who were you oh, yeah. I was a witch hunter well that doesn't fucking matter you yeah. want to just leave right now yeah that's yeah it's so yeah tough. So, so punk then parlayed into into other opportunities then a couple I went on, I did a couple pilots 
And then uh, 2006, I did the show called Big Day, which yep. um, nobody watched, but I thought was sort of funny. It was and funny. Then, uh, and you were funny. Yeah, it was a good show. And then uh, after that, that got canceled after 13 episodes. And then uh, Mall Cop was kind of the... The legendary yeah, Paul dude. Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, the Mall Cop was... Uh, fucking great, man. was good. That was... <clears> you know, yeah. I auditioned it, it, for it the was uh, a part of um, the... Uh, what was the dude's name? He was in uh, Wedding Crashers. He played the... Oh, Keir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bad guy. Because Jeannie cast it. Yeah, I think Jeannie. that's how I... That's Jeannie's hired me. You. Many, many. She's yeah. one that was, of the only people that's ever hired me. That was one of the biggest yeah, Oscar snubs in history, by the way, that you that, didn't get nominated yeah. for well, we Paul knew. Blart Mall Cop. We knew we were what we were doing when we were there, but we had no idea <laughs> it was going to do as well. I mean, that movie opened on the perfect weekend. It was a three-day Martin Luther King holiday weekend, not up against nothing in January, and it just came out like gangbusters. And I think it cost like $25 million to make, and Jesus. I think it made like 180 Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and thus, then- thus – Bring this ensuring that we would have such quality follow ups as here comes the boom. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, yeah, and <laughs> and the uh, zookeeper. Right. Jesus. I know. Are exactly. those, how do you, would you do a, if somebody came to you and was, because how much do you think he got for that? For what? The zookeeper. Paul, uh, Kevin? Yeah. Kevin oh, James. I have no idea. Yeah, 15 mil? Maybe. Something. I have, I have, would you do a movie that? like that? You have what? kids, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, hey, Steve, you're going to do a movie where you and a giraffe named Babu. <laughs> uh, go to uh, you uh, enter a horse you, racing competition, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if it was just for like, if it was horrible, and there was no chance of it being good, like, I, you know, I mean, yeah, it can't be a student film where a guy's like, you know, I'm gonna. No, I would hope that you would try to make a good movie. That's mm-hmm. you know, or a good even if I you're guess basically a kids what I'm movie. asking is, will you do my movie? Will you commit to it <laughs> right know, now? Wait, are you pitching <laughs> an actual idea? All right, it's you and a giraffe. He's gay, yeah. and you guys are roommates. <laughs> And uh, that's the twist. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but then you find out he's got a wife oh, who you meet and fall in love with. Oh, wow. And get this. She's a bear. <laughs> somewhere then. somewhere Adam Sandler is whoa, listening whoa. to this podcast going, I think I can make that into a movie. <laughs> that was a terrible Adam Sandler. It was a good really, try. Yeah. By the way, I'm known for my terrible impressions. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't do. He can do a good anybody. Irish. Like, uh, I just found a pot of gold. Well, because that's like every midget audition. Like yeah. you just show up. You, like, that's I was going to ask you: Do you? Uh, what are your auditions like? Uh, the same twelve guys in every <laughs> room. <laughs> like, what do you guys just draw numbers when you get in there? Yeah, like, we, who, yeah. Whose turn is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talked about this last week, and oh, you really? said it about commercials because it was like, you know, why the fuck aren't there more dwarves in commercial? Like in a in a bank commercial for Chase Bank. Like you see all the people. You're just like, you know, Chase Bank. Yeah. Like we've got all your bank needs. Blah blah. You see the montage of people coming in, the black guy signing the thing, being like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you very much. A white guy, everyone's standing in line, everyone's happy. Why not have Brad coming in there, standing in line? Then he gets up to the, um, you know, the counter, and he's mm-hmm. jumping up, right? And then he's got a bag of, of coins, right? And he's just jumping <laughs> up and like add a little humor to it. But also, why can't he be in there? And just yeah. add yeah. To the Why can't he just be a regular customer? I'd go to banks. At, at McDonald's, there's always like <laughs> you true. Know, a white guy, Asian guy, black guy being like, man, this egg McMuffin's good. And it's only, you know, 150 calories. Why can't fucking he say that? Yeah. I, I don't know, egg, man. I eat egg McMuffins. And by the way, how big and delicious are those chicken McNuggets going to look in my tiny ass hands? Seriously. Do you go out on commercials or, or stuff that like just yeah. that, that – that aren't required for... I have, and when I do, they just look at me like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. hey, man. <laughs> like, there's hey, man. the... Hey, dude, you're there's not selling no, Subway. Hey, yeah, there's bro. no funny costumes here. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> so, come on. Eh, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I had a question. Now, what did, when you got the league script, did you get it initially? Did Or did, you, did your manager just call you and say, hey, you're auditioning for this? I auditioned for... Jeannie, actually, you know, it's you were the one that told me about it. 
Yeah, like three, what? two years Flick. before no, I did. That's right. Before he goes, Genie's going to bring you in on something. I think you're going to be right for it's a it's a scripted uh, unscripted show about fantasy football. Then I didn't hear any. You said it was at HBO, which originally was at HBO. Yeah. The show. Oh, wow. Then, um, by the way, I was super stoked to have any sort of talking point to talk to you about because you know, as a young comic, you're like you look up to all these guys. You're like, fuck, man, you see them around. And right. It's a lot of like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? But I'm working in a casting office and hearing them rave, so I was like, oh, cool, I got this little piece of information back. Hey, Steve, hey, man, man. hey, a little man, nugget for hey, what's you. up? You and, then, and then, oh, immediately just like, oh, cool, man, yeah, and just to, like you know, legitimize <laughs> yourself. <a minute>. I'm <laughs> in. It was, uh, yeah, you let me know about that, and then I got the audition, went in. So where's my cup, I read for <laughs> Hey, man, was this shakedown? Where's this? Um, but we uh they read me for Ruxin. Okay. And uh I know they'd already met with certain certain people that were they were interested in roles for, but they read me for Ruxin and then I read and then I left and Jeannie ran out to the parking lot and said they want to read you for another role. Mm-hmm. They want to read you for Pete. So I went back in, read for Pete, and then when I came out about two weeks later they, they said, you know, they really want you to read for Kevin because the Pete that they have mm-hmm. is married the, the person they have, they, they basically, they had Mark playing Kevin gotcha. right. and me playing Pete. And I don't think Mark and Katie, they talked about it. I didn't think they wanted to play an actual married wife, couple yeah, yeah. in both real life and right. on screen. So uh, we talked about it, and I went in and did a chemistry read with Katie, and it worked out well. And uh, and that's how it kind of all landed. I, I, I first turned it down. <laughs> after they offered me the role, after I did the chemistry test, I turned it – well, I didn't turn it down, but I was on the fence because – I was up for the movie Going the Distance. Oof. Mm. And was that the movie? Yeah, Going yeah, the Distance. Which part? The Sudeikis role. Nice. It would have been great. And uh, and Jason wasn't sure if he was going to do it. And then if the, he Fuck. wasn't going to do it, then they were going to go to me. And so I was kind of holding off the league, trying Crazy, to wait. Man. And I'm it worked really out. glad things happened the way <laughs> no they did. Oh shit, right? Otherwise, I think you would have been looking at Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> It was not that, yeah. Which is fine, man, because I'm hey, a big fan of Joe's apartment. Yeah. Hey, you know, if, if if it's good enough to be inside of Rebecca Romaine, it's good enough. It's good me. enough to be it's on the About Last Night podcast. Is, there's so many stories like that where one guy didn't get the, I mean, uh, you know, even at the uh, giant A-list level where it's like, oh, you know, um, you know, Jodie Foster couldn't do, uh, you know, uh, a league of their own. So yeah. Gina Davis got, or, you know, Gary Busey couldn't play, uh, you know, the fat kid in Sandlot. So uh, the kid from... Uh, <laughs> From uh, who's the red Disney kid, the red-haired kid, uh, the fat kid with freckles? I I don't know his name, but he's been in a couple terrible movies and all right, that well, since then. We'll look it up later. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. IMDb. Um, <laughs> That's how it works. You never know, you know, who turns out what, what, what who it falls to. When now, when you read, when, when you read the script, the though, when, when you when, when you read the script, where you're like, hey, this is. This oh, is I was like, good. oh, this is something I'm into. Okay. For sure, I was excited about the possibility, and plus, I was a you know I. I knew Nick a little bit through other auditions, Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. And once they started telling me the other people that they were pretty much locking into place, I was like, okay, this is something I want to be a part of. You know what's crazy is I, I was up for the role of Kevin. I don't know if you know that. Uh, sorry, uh, every now and then Tony Danza. Here's the thing I went in us. for the show probably I, two years before it even uh, hit the air because, you know, I hear about all, I'm kind of an insider. I hear about all the, uh, the scripts before. Sure. As they're getting developed. And they said, uh, Tony, the guy's, uh, he loves football. I said, can he, uh, can he be a boxer? Because I used to box back in New York. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, at this gym, Jerry's Gym, right down the corner from Balducci. He's a great little uh, sub shop. So anyway, so I said, can it be a boxer? And can his dad have been a garbage man? And they said, well, Tony, that's, uh, that's kind of your life. And I was like, and can, can it be called The Life and Times of Tony Danza? Well, that <laughs> And they said, like well, a- it's an ensemble show. Yeah. It's about fantasy football. 
And I said, you know what? You can suck my dick. Oh, and that's, Jesus, where, uh, that's, that's where things kind of went downhill. Yeah, well, you know. But then I got the Tony Danza show, the talk show. And, uh, hey, just like you said, things happened for a reason. Because then that. that got canceled after a year and a half. <laughs> that worked and, out. Uh, it worked out great. Well, the thing is, is I did too much singing and dancing, not enough conversation with the guests. And you're so good at it. Well, my monologues were basically, they weren't even monologues, Steve. i got to be honest. I'd come out there. I'd just bring up topics and move on. Like I'd show a, uh, you know, a picture of Julie Roberts having twins on a magazine and go, oh, Julie Roberts has twins. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, that's probably going to be tough to tell them apart uh what else is going on oh the yankees uh, didn't make the playoffs <laughs> wow which the yankees it sucks they didn't make the playoffs because i really like those uniforms uh anyway so those those that was my the jokes. material those are the yeah you need a new writer is there tony <laughs> well you know i'm hoping for a second break maybe taxi two maybe who's the boss again <laughs> who's the boss again Who, who's like, also the boss who's also the boss <laughs> should, oh god i i i think there needs to be a follow-up there i don't i don't think that story has been told enough would you um now you do the road a lot yeah yes yes so, well not a, i mean not a lot compared to a lot of other comedians but enough for me how yeah. much were you doing it prior to the league and then has it jumped up obviously since um, the show came out i well i i did i didn't really i never really went out on the road while i was still like even doing movies and stuff i i didn't i wasn't out there a lot i was still kind of building up my hour and then uh once i had a reason to go out I didn't want to just go out and make not a lot of money and be out every weekend and not be able to be in town and right, audition. Right, right, so right. then once yeah, I had a reason to go out, yeah. yeah, once I had a reason to go out, um, it was I, I, you know, I try to do it two, twice a month. Try to keep it twice a month. Sometimes I do three weeks a month. It's a tough balance, right? Like you said, like trying to be in town for auditions, but if your, you know, sole income is the road and guys mm-hmm. who are doing it every weekend, sure, and they have to, you know, they can't cancel a weekend, but then an audition comes up, and it's like, yeah, right, the, op- the one opportunity to be on a show, do I cancel a whole weekend? Because yeah, it, of it gets it gets tough. And you guys are currently filming right now, right? We're in the well, we're three quarters of the way done with with uh, with the season. Okay, because I because you see, like you watch you you watch the episodes, and you guys try to stay current. Yep. with what's going on in the NFL. You guys are kind of like. You guys kind of like HBO twenty four seven. Try, yeah, like it's you, tough. Yeah, I mean, we did get we did guess big time this year. Ogletree, that was mm-hmm. a whole what? when when Paul Shear said we shot that before the first week of the season. We just were like, all right, who do you think could have a good week that surprise that week? And we we're like, oh, Ogletree. It's like, get oh, the Ogletree fuck out. Another touchdown, and then Ogletree scored three touchdowns. Remember that first week? I do. Lions, he scored like two or three touchdowns. Yeah, then it was just a guess, and everyone picked him up off the waiver wire, and then he didn't Everybody, do shit the rest of the year, including me, <laughs> including me. I've been duped by Ogletree. Now, so, like, do people? Because in your own personal league, do people just assume? Well, he's he's the expert, or they do they talk extra shit to you? Well, my next door neighbor, that he's I'm in a league with him, and uh, and he. I told him, you know, he just assumed I was good, but I'm mm-hmm. 0-5 in that league. <laughs> and uh, th- I just get so much shit from those guys because they're bet. like, what a, what a douche. This guy's <laughs> what a crappy L.A. actor. That's all he is. Do you find yourself getting, like, uh, really emotionally invested in the games that you're fo- – I mean, because how big of a fan were you before fantasy football? I love football. I, lo- I mean, I watch football, pro football. I'm not a huge college fan just because in New York growing up, I didn't. you don't have a real big team. It's not like – Penn State or, or yeah. Illinois, you don't, or, you I know, mean, NYU doesn't like have a team. A lot either. of lot, it's a lot of Irish Catholics, so there's a lot of rooting for Notre Dame. It's like and Syracuse and Rutgers. Rutgers, and Connecticut now is pretty decent, so mm-hmm. you know, but they've been you know just fairly recently. So growing up, I didn't have a huge college team to root for, so I didn't. I I just was a big Giants fan because that was always a piece of my. Uh, um, 
not wanting to get into fantasy football because, uh, you know, getting invested in your own team is uh, takes a lot out of you. And then I was like, all right, so now I'm going to care about all these other teams yeah, that I have no helped, connection it's to. It's helped the NFL, though, as a whole. Oh, sure, because now, now people watch every game. They, yeah. they, they have something invested in mm-hmm. every game. Like a buddy of mine, I picked him up to go to a, a show a couple weeks ago, and he gets in the car. He's in three leagues, and he gets in the car – Super, like, just as I, so I have not seen a, uh, him as depressed and down in a long time. He gets in the car and he's like, "What's up, man?" And I was like, "What's up? What, what's, what's going on?" He goes, nah, so "I don't want to talk about." It. And I was like, "Dude, are you like? I, you're usually not like this. Down. Like, is it what is it happening with your family? Because I know your dad was going through some shit." And I was like, "I don't. I lost in two of my leagues today." <laughs> And I literally just started laughing really hard. Cause like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? I like, I got to that point to where the sympathy level was at a. At a it means a, pretty, a lot to people. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, dude, I thought like somebody died in your family or some really shit. And then he started laughing. He was like, I know. He's like, I know it's stupid. He's like, but fuck. And then he just started going off. Yeah. Fucking so, Drew Brees. <laughs> I guess it just you gotta space out how invested you get into it, right? You take the good with the bad. Yeah. It's a it's a game with a weirdly shaped ball. <laughs> the support know? we give them and how much. What percentage of athletes do you say really give a shit about us? Uh, and I'm not talking about fans in general. I'm talking about us three in this room. Oh, right now. us? Oh, well, I'd say including like, me or <laughs> without me. How much does LeBron James care about Brad Williams, Adam Ray, and Steve Randall? Zero percent. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Guess who's not coming on the podcast? Whoa. LeBron. LeBron James. You told him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not having him. Hey, if you're He's listening, uh, I didn't mean that. You're definitely welcome. So. <laughs> that's not true. I just want a basketball team back in Seattle. That's all I want. If you're listening, LeBron. What is he going to do? <laughs> buy, a, buy a basketball team and bring it to Seattle? Jesus, man. No, no. You guys just got the arena, though. Yeah, we got the arena approved. There you go. So what, who's going to go over there? Probably the Kings. I'll take them. So At this point, I'll take the Seattle Cousins. Kings? No, the Seattle Sonics, baby. We keep the name. Oh, you keep Oklahoma the name. Oklahoma took the history, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And the banners? What? You didn't earn those? <laughs> they, they, they did. They took the, the Seattle Storms banners, all right? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Title Nine. People try people all the time. You do it sucks. You lost songs, dude. Is it really that? But you still got the storm, and they won two WNBA championships. Hey now, <laughs> it's not the same thing. Yeah, that's, you got stake in the storm. You, yeah, you, got, I, you got a little defensive there. No, no, not. A, I can't watch the WNBA. <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry. What? But like one girl dunked one They're time all, last year. They yeah, all are that. great. They can all beat me. I'm sure. Up. I just have no. And that, and that game the other night was so exciting because the coach took off her jacket. SportsCenter covered that shit for like ha- half an hour. Yeah. And did what with it? She, she, some coach got mad and she took off her jacket and threw it at an assistant. Yeah, see, and they covered that for a half hour. If there was a coach that would like take things up a notch. <laughs> um, right there. Titties out. Is that? <laughs> come on, guys. I coach Let's, titties out. That's Let's the just new be slogan honest. for the WNBA. <laughs> WNBA, titties out. <laughs> Guys, this is one of the most offensive things I've ever said. <laughs> well, it'll be on iTunes in two days, motherfucker. Oh, great. So. Yeah, the world, the world will know. You know what, though? You got to think, what, what other slogans were um, perused through before they came across? What's their slogan? I think it's like, I, I think it's, I I think like it's it. We Got Next. Jesus, is it really? Yeah. That's not yeah. fair. Yeah, well, because the NBA season ends and then they got next. So right, well, maybe that, that makes so sense. That, that's like their whole thing. Titties but, out makes a lot more sense. I we're see- going home. Yeah, <laughs> the WNBA. Come on, watch or uh, I, hey, put that remote down. WNBA. They're all not, very good. They yeah. are. They're incredible. WNBA. Not just for lesbians anymore, right? I don't know if Get any the, of them are lesbians. I don't think any of them are. 
There's a lot of there's like three or four NBA players married to WNBA players. I know. Uh, I want to be agents. John Stockton is married to uh, Cheryl Swoops. No, no, uh, no, yep, that's no, true. That's Look not it up. True. Yep, that's not uh, true. Uh, Jeff Hornacek and Lisa <laughs> no, Leslie. Lisa had a little fling. Not married that's to Jeff Hornacek. Look it up. Spud Webb and uh, Cheryl Miller. Exactly. That's happening. Uh, I would like to see that here's, baby. Here's the big. <laughs> I would like to see here's, that baby. Here's the biggest combo that might surprise you. What? Uh, Benoit Benjamin and Rebecca Lobo. No. Who Rebecca fuck, Lobo has not been with Benoit she Benjamin. She went down on Benoit Benjamin no, twice not in the locker room. Look it up. I've known it's Benoit for Sports many Center. years. <laughs> and never once did he mention an affair with Lisa Lobo. Lost Lobo. Michael Cage and <laughs> I don't know any other Cheryl players. Miller. Again, she, she made <laughs> okay, she gets around. I saw her at the Mac store three weeks ago. Who? Cheryl Miller, looking just tall and really and Miller esque. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's she's a, a she's hall of famer. There you go. She's unbelievable. You ever see that? Uh, the um, yeah, the thirty for thirty. Unbelievable. I know. When, I always knew she was good, but like whooped how, ass. Yeah, and she whooped ass. And on, like, on, and like the, the it's it, it's like the famous story where like Reggie hit a shot at the buzzer or something, and then the yes, like hey, so how so how Cheryl did tonight, and yeah. then Cheryl scored a hundred points that yeah, night. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> Steve Renazizi. Re- um, Renaissance man. That's, that's Steve, about, that's Steve about do, it. You, do you have uh, stuff you want to plug? I have a Twitter account. It's at Steve Renazizi. R-A-N-N-A-Z-Z-I-S-I. And then... Uh, How many Z's are there? In there's two Z's. Z's. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's two Z's, two N's. Melissa Villasenor and I uh, uh, made up a song uh, about you. One oh, yeah. Time. She told me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were in La Jolla or something, right? Yeah. And you were writing a song about it. And then we were at the piano, and Lou was nice. playing, and it was called How Many Z's Are in Renazizi? Did we do La Jolla together that weekend? Was yeah, I was down there with Simone. Wilson? You came down. Oh, okay, cool. I was down there with Simone, remember? And you that's came right, down that's for right. two plays. That was a lot there of fun. You go. Um, and, yeah, that's why I have the Twitter account, and then uh, and then the league at, uh, on Thursdays at 10.30 on FX. Thursdays at 10.30. Now, uh would I be an asshole if I asked you to do the uh, sh- what's the, the Shiva call? Oh, the Shiva blast. Yeah, I can't scream it, but I'll I'll, I'll try. I'll back up a bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. we, yeah. We we can. So here we go. How's, how do you, how do I sound in your earphones? Good, great. Shiva Kamini Samakanda Kram. He got the name right. Wow. I, I I quiz you. You are a professional. You are a gentleman. Thank St- you very much. Steve Renazizi, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for uh, having me, guys. Yeah, it's a blast. I appreciate Come back it. Time. And thanks, thanks for making time. And, 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 being great. and thank you, you guys, guys for... You guys my dick now, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's said. kind of what we agreed on. <laughs> it seemed on. like a natural transition, right? I was like, thanks <laughs> no, for coming by. Yeah, uh, that and nervous now, compliment before you have to blow somebody. You know, uh, I, thanks for being you, I man. I always had a, a, a dwarf on my, on my bucket list, so... We're going to cross that You're not the only one. Good. Yeah. Well, now, Brad, real quick. What's the difference between a dwarf blowjob mm-hmm. and the, uh... <laughs> the view? <laughs> <laughs> one involves her. <laughs> one, one looks up, one looks down. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are we doing? Dwarf blowjob in the view? Yeah. We'll yeah. save that for next week. All right. Well, we'll, we'll discuss that. Uh, Adam, go. Adam Ray Comedy. At Adam Ray Comedy for my Twitter. All my videos, AdamRayTV.com. And, um... And screenings of uh, the movie I'm in are starting to happen. So oh, yeah? go see that and fill out positive things on the comment card for me. All right. right. The, and the movie is called what again? The Heat. The Heat. So not not the basketball team, but the one the, with the movie coming out was San. Was no, Sandra it's based Bullock. on the bat. It's based on um, Mike Miller and Alonzo Mourning. And, you and they play- go on a road trip. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah you have good. kidney problems on yours <laughs> in your movie as well? Okay. 
Perfect. You follow, follow me on Twitter at FunnyBrad. Visit my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Click the Amazon link and buy stuff on Amazon. Uh, we will get a portion of whatever you buy, and then we will donate 10% of that to uh, the Friends and Helpers charity, which is the Shelter for Bradded Women. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Steve Renazizi, thank you for being here. Titties out. Watch the league. <laughs> Titties out. You know what? Yo, not- if, this, if this episode blows up, you're going to have to make shirts that say they that. Say titties out. We're not going to do the normal sign-off line for this show. We're going to say thank you for listening to About Last Night. Titties out. <laughs> If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.